Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! is asinine radio this is the number one music podcast out there this is the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life my name is tyler and way out there hundreds of miles away way out there in the ether is jeff um go to itunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio we are in the fourth week i think of may in the year 2020 and uh we got a good one we have um we have our fearless beer review we're going to start with. We have our songs of the week. We have some new music and other happenings in the music world. And then um, and then our main episode, we're getting into the Nirvana album In Utero. So get into that one as well because that's exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeff, we got the boring the boring introduction introductions out. Um, let's start with our fearless beer review. What do you got? I, um, I had a choice between a stout... An imperial stout, or I, um, I, I decided that this is Tyler's episode. <laughs> much like our, our Misfits episode, much like our Metallica episode, this one, uh, this one is Tyler. And two out of those three thus far have, have converted me into pretty, pretty good fan. To be a pretty good fan of those bands. To be so, pretty good fan. To be pretty good fan. <laughs> so I have a hazy. I'm a haze bro today. That's exciting stuff. Yeah. Man. It's actually, um, it's an orange hazy. It's called Tang. Mm-hmm. It's from Springhouse Brewing Company, which is in Pennsylvania. This is, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is made with the Tang powder drink thing. Oh, no, no, no. I hope not. I really hope not. Why? Tang's good. Remember when we tried to make the Tang, tang shots? shots? Ooh, that was awful. That was awful. Yeah, this is, uh, this brewery's from, looks like Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mm. Crazy there's more than one Lancaster. I know. Uh, 6.7%, but um, yeah, here we go. Hazy orange IPA, baby. Uh, okay, so I decided to go with some big beer here. I went with um, with Lagunitas, and they're, uh, I think it's a seasonal. It's a little something hazy. Mm. It's unfiltered. Uh, it's a limited release. It is, let's see here. I, reading's hard for me sometimes, but yeah, it's 7.2 ABV. Um, from Petaluma, California, but uh, apparently they're also in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, let's see here. 20, 12 fluid ounces of malt, hops, yeast, and water. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. There you go. That's my uh, my little something hazy. Cool. You ready to open these up? I am. All right. Oh. You all right? Oh my god, this smells like vomit. <laughs> Have you ever had a hazy IPA before? That's the first question. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Is it rotten beer? Has it been sitting out? Has it been opened already? It's got a 3.5 on untapped and a 3.25 
from Beer Advocate. There's no actual score. There's only two reviews, and both reviews mention a large chunks of sediment. <laughs> coming those are low ratings for those sites. And yeah, for sediments, that sounds gross. It so it pours fine. It it looks it looks like an orange hazy. It smells really really gross though. To be to be honest. <laughs> Plug your nose. Oh, my God, dude. You drink this shit, Tyler. It's not like they all smell like that. So this crazy. This looks like grapefruit juice. It's milky. Oh, Ooh, oh I love fuck. those kind of hazes. Let me turn the light on here real quick. Mine is, mine is pretty. It's not as hazy as I would have expected, but yeah. It looks good. It looks tasty, man. I'm excited for this one. Okay, so you know when you when you make like a powdered drink, and and you mm-hmm. stir it maybe a couple times, and you, there, there's not like huge chunks in your drink, but you look in there, and clearly, clearly there's like hundreds of little tiny little pieces mm-hmm. of sediment. Yeah, that's what's going on here. That's how a lot of beer is. Like you open up a blue moon, and that's what a blue moon looks like when you pour it. Blue moon does not look like this. Yes, it does. It does not. It does look like that. I got a blue moon in the fridge right now. We don't get it does not look like this mike was saying that when when beers do that it means that they weren't properly made they should have no no sediments like that he buys beers that are bottle conditioned and there's a ton of sediment at the bottom tell him to shut his fucking mouth (laughs) (laughs) ah dude it smells like grossness are you ready uh yeah i'm ready i'm always ready here we go Oh, mine's good. What's wrong with yours? I want to know what's wrong with yours. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know that what? taste after you brush your teeth and you drink like orange juice? Yeah. What does this taste like? Ooh, that is disgusting. And it's been like hours since I brushed my teeth and I haven't even drank my coffee yet. There's no reason this should taste as gross. It's very, <laughs> it's like very acidic in a gross way. Oh, that's nasty. Ugh. Does not taste like tang. Or I don't know what the fuck tang tastes like. Tang, I don't. Either way. I don't remember what it tastes like either. <clears throat> mine's pretty good though. Mine, mine's a solid, uh, solid hazy. I wish it was a little bit juicier, but it's still really good. So good for good on Lagunitas. Big beer man coming in strong with this uh, with their hazies, Damn. their limited release hazies. So good for them. Uh, so our our three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, and one is just bad, but you should try it once, and zero is liquid death. Um, what would you rate your beer, Jeff? I don't know if I can finish this. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to finish it. I don't know if I can finish this. I'm I'm tempted to give this like a point five. Oh, do it. We don't give low ratings very often. This is quite possibly like the worst beer I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Oh. But you should try it once, right? No. No. Oh, man, that's I, bad. I'm, I'm giving this a 0.5. Oof. Wow, this is unprecedented. It's, it's so gross. There's no way it could be that bad. It's fucking nasty. Damn, I wish I could try it. No, you I'm don't. I'm so curious. You I'm don't so want to curious. Try this. Nobody wants to ever try this. Well, that's a shame. It's a shame that this, this brewery makes shit beer. But I guess with mine... Yeah. Out of our three-point rating system, I'm going to give this a solid two. Just It's good. It's good. I'd go back to it, but there are other hazies I, I'd, I'd prefer that I'd pick up. But this is still solid. It's good. And our boy Raul in, uh, on Beer Advocate, he did not 
uh, review it. We were on a hot streak for weeks yeah. with him reviewing our beers, but man, not 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 recently. It sucks. Pris- Wherever you are, oh, we baby. miss you. Yeah, we miss you. But we know where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a friend of mine from work, uh, ever since we started, because her and I started at the same time, and I told her, you know, what you and I do whenever we, we cheers, we do the kissing thing. And when we were up north in our, doing our training, that's whenever we would drink, we would always do that. We always do the kissing thing. And I got everybody in our group to do that as well. <laughs> and even to this day, she'll send me Snapchats of her, like, she, like, hitting drinks with other people and you'll hear a bunch of kissing sounds you gotta kiss you gotta, so, you gotta break so that awkwardness of the of the traditional cheers and the tink yeah exactly <clears throat> this is really gross don't finish it then i got a lot of backies I, I brought extra backies in case this happened man you were prepared yeah what else you got oh you already checked it in yeah did you go what, what else what are your backies um, I, I got a Corona Light. I was just kind of drinking along um, before we started. I'm almost done with that. But then I got a bunch of I got a bunch of canned stuffs. Got a lot of limes. Got a lot of Coors Lights. Got a lot of Michelob Ultra infusions, prickly pear cactus, and lime flavors. Oh, God. So uh, you know we're going. We're we're doing. We're 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 hitting the road. Man, you're wild. <laughs> I got I got three of these left of these hazies. I got some buddies. Uh, I also have a monster in case I decide to to you know make a left turn and and drink something different. But yeah, I guess that's it for our fearless beer review, right? Yeah, that's that was pretty terrible. <laughs> All right, let's get into our songs of the week. We decided that we should kind of choose something related to Nirvana. Um, <laughs> let's start with Jeff, um, even though his isn't really related to Nirvana, but in a weird way it is. So take it away. So I chose Rise Against and... <laughs> I chose them because Tyler had said it. One of his favorite Nirvana songs was Sliver. And it is my second Rise favorite. Against did a cover of the song Sliver. And so I, I, before I listened to it, I thought, like, oh, it can't be that bad. I like Rise Against. It's got to be kind of cool. And it was probably one of the worst that covers I've ever heard. It was, <laughs> it's so bad. It was pretty bad. Like, it was impressively bad. But then that made me think, like, oh, man, Tyler's fucking right. Rise Against does suck. I was like, no, they don't suck. They have some good songs. They have some really good songs. So then I chose my favorite song, which is from their, I think it's their third album, um, mm-hmm. Siren of the Counterculture. And I think it's the first track off of their third album, State of the Union. And uh, that's my favorite Rise Against song because it's so good. Uh, let's let's play it, man. Oof, here we go. Here's, uh, here's Rise Against and uh, State of the Union. Power down and start to 
State of the Union from Rise Against. Cool, man. I guess the only the only question that really even matters at this point is 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 did you or did you not like it? Dude, that that song. Oh my god. Uh, oh, it's fucking great. Oh, thank god. <laughs> it's a, it's a good song, man. That's a great that's a fantastic song. Uh, it's unbelievable. See, they're they're good at making hardcore punk music, but they suck at melodic music. Like they're so bad at melodic music, it's it's unreal. I Absolutely I, unreal. I kind of agree. So like this this album, Siren, a Siren Song of the Counterculture, is their third album and their first off of Fat Records. So for the first okay. two albums they were on Fat Records. And this was the first one that was off of it. Bill Stevenson or produced their second album, and then this one was produced by Garth Richardson, who also produced Rage Against the Machine's best album. They're self-titled, but um, no. th- this one they got like a new guitarist, and there was a bunch of things for the record label that was what was bothering them. It's like a lot of things were coming together, and so this one, th- I think this album is their best. There's a lot more stuff like this that is that is angry, that is fast, that's that's heavy, but I I totally agree because. After they get into their next one, or once they get in the next one, the Suffer and the Witness, that's mm-hmm. one that's like Prayer of the Refugee, Ready to Fall. Like those, those songs, are the big K Rock hits, right? Those songs, I was just, I was just gonna say, those songs are fine radio hits. But like for <laughs> no, me, listening for me listening to them on a playlist or by myself, I'm probably not gonna do it. They're just they're too cheesy. They're not good. They don't sound good. Those other songs, they're fine. No, they're not. I would don't I, feed into this. I, they're fine. Don't you, you're doing exactly what we're going to be talking about. You shouldn't be doing uh, on the main episode. That's true. So, no, that's you're no, you're, you know what? You're right. In, in channeling my my inner Albini and Cobain, <laughs> I'm going to say that given what Rise Against has done in the past, there's no reason for them to make something like Prayer of the Refugee, which mm-hmm. I did like in high school. And then as I grew older, I realized that it's a pretty stupid song. Yeah, you grew up. I you did. Know, I did. Like most people do. Took you a while, but. You got there eventually. This this was like my hail mary. This is my last attempt at getting Tyler to even <laughs> acknowledge that Rise Against has any kind of music that is tolerable. I put it on my main playlist. Woo! I put the song on my main playlist. Can you believe it? I'm fucking blown away. His his screaming voice sounds a lot like um, uh, Dustin Kinsrue, the singer from Thrice, uh, especially on like the the artist in the ambulance era of the band of that band. Okay, sounds a lot like it. His, his screaming at least, but except Dustin has like a. F- far far better melodic voice than this asshole does oh so and plus thrice is is significantly better band technically speaking and songwriting wise they're significantly better we should do we gotta do a thrice record sometime we did a thrice record we did but that was like that was the old format that's true we gotta do it in the new format how many albums do they have ah fuck i don't know like seven or eight that's not too bad yeah, but one of them is is four EPs in one. The Alchemy, the Alchemy Index. Their uh, that's their um, their concept album, based on the elements, the four different elements. Mm. Like Earth, Wind, Fire. Yeah, <laughs> Earth, Wind, Fire, and uh, uh, Water. Like the group Earth, Wind, Fire. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. I funny. got the joke. It's not funny anymore. No, it was wasn't funny to begin with. <coughs> that's why I didn't laugh. Okay. All right. Um, that was cool, though. That was a cool Rise Against song. Um, so I went with... Uh, I didn't want to do this because it was too obvious, but when I saw Jeff put up Rise Against as a pick, I, I had to I had to throw the Foo Fighters in there. 
I mean, if you don't know, Foo Fighters, their lead singer, songwriter, guitarist is Dave Grohl, who is the drummer for Nirvana. And um, yeah, I went with uh, I went with their song called No Way Back. This is the second song off of their fifth album called In Your Honor that came out in uh, June t- 2005. And this album is has so much nostalgia for me because I I like the songs I heard before it came out, and then when the album came out. My mom got me this album for like my gra- like as one of my graduation presents from high school. I don't know why, but she did. It's I, but I listened to this record so much. So like everything about this album reminds me of the that summer after our senior year. Mm. It was just just it's so nostalgia filled. It's it's absolutely insane. But No Way Back is one of my favorite songs from Nirvana. I think it's, I mean not Nirvana, but um, Foo Fighters. Right. Yeah. It's um it's a banger, man. And I've I've. I know you're a, a huge hater of uh, of the Foo Fighters, but I don't hate them. I just you think do. that they're they're fine. They're okay at best. They're <laughs> just all you've done vanilla, is talk shit on them. They're vanilla rock. And, all you've done is talk shit on them. And it's funny because anybody that listens to <clears> our <throat> pod pretty much knows that, like throughout the course of our history here, all we all we fucking do eventually is talk about who's better. The Foo Fighters or Rise Against, yeah, and it spills out into like our actual lives. Like, we'll, like we'll be hanging out with people, and and, and somebody will put on or what, either a Rise Against song or a Foo Fighters song will put on will be put on, and then they'll join in on the on the conversation on the argument. On the debate. And it's always Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters always win. No, it's not. You're yes, it is. Stupid. For the most no, part, it, they, no, it always no, wins. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, it is. No. Now you're making things up. Even in your own household, I don't think anybody agrees with you. I think Ryan. Uh, no, no, Ryan likes I know Rise for Against a more. Fact: Ryan does not agree with you. I think Mike would agree. No, Mike likes Rise Against, and, and Erica would agree. Nope, Erica also likes Rise Against. The only person that maybe you have is the Baylor. I don't know how he feels, but no, I think Balin would would choose Foo Fighters. But if he has Even any, though, if he has any thought in his head, then he's going to choose Rise Against. <laughs> oh shit! Rise Against worst is much worse than the Foo Fighters for sure. No but, way, you're insane. No, you know, Rise Against the at their worst is is worse than the Foo Fighters. No. Oh, let, let's play let's play No Way Back and then we'll get more into this this ridiculous argument that you're wrong about. So, here's a uh, No Way Back from the Foo Fighters.
There's no way back from the Foo Fighters and my amazing fate along with it. Ooh, boy. You didn't like that song? That was cool. It had way too much, like, hero influence. Oh, really? <laughs> but um, Hero's, like, way slower. Well, that whole, that, that, that crescendo part, thing my hero, that sounds just yeah. like what he was singing right now. But, I mean, again, dude, it's, it's fine. There's nothing... There's nothing wrong with it, and and Dave Grohl again has become this like weird taboo topic where nobody can talk bad about the Foo Fighters because I mean you could talk f- f- bad about the Foo Fighters, but, but he's still like they've never like a solid dude. They've ne- so like the Foo Fighters. I've never heard a song by them that I thought sucked. Never. I've heard mm-hmm. plenty of Rise Against songs that I thought sucked, but I've also never yeah. heard a song by the Foo Fighters now, even listening to them now today, that I that blew me away. Like Rise Against does. So Rise Against at their worst are worse than the Foo Fighters, but Rise Against at their best are better than the Foo Fighters. But what about consistency? Consi- consistency should matter. Sometimes. Sometimes. Eh. Consistency, like a good consistency, should be better than too high or too low. See, but I would rather have just one song that just blows me away, followed by 10 songs of just garbage, than just 11 songs of okay. I'm going to get more out of that one song. Dude, you're crazy. You're crazy. But everything else about the Foo Fighters, I mean, you, you just, <clears throat> Dave Grohl, again, is, is he's like untouchable in the music world. Because he's so fucking nice. Yeah, and he's so cool and he's <laughs> nice and he's extremely talented at everything he does. And mm-hmm. it, Again, man, I like nothing bad to say about the Foo Fighters except I just think they're kind of boring. I went back when, when I was I was trying to figure out which Foo Fighters song to throw on here, so I just went back and I was just listening to to all. No, I didn't listen to all their music, but I listened to a lo- quite a bit of it. And just going back to even to some of the the uh, the older singles, even from singles from like ten years ago, and just listening to them, I'm like, wow. I remember at the time not liking this because all that's all I would hear on the radio or all I would hear anywhere were these songs. But going back and listening to them, I'm like, holy fucking shit, these songs are really really good and very very catchy it's like once you take them out of the the context of being overplayed they're surprisingly good songs they're very very well-made songs and dave Grohl's a great he's a great he's i think he's a great vocalist honestly he's he's really not bad at all he's not so i don't know i they're they're a solid band more solid than rise against that's a that's a topic that's never going to die. And but. also, and also, Foo Fighters—they don't try to hide anything. Like they don't—they don't hide behind anything. Rise Against hide behind, you know, either political statements or they hide behind, you know, well, we used to be hardcore, but we wanted to change because we're artists, this and that. It's like, so, so then what? Like you're just not having fun. Like, why at least you, Foo why Fighters are so angry at them because because Foo Fighters are just like we're having fun. Like we we just like to write music and that's what we do. Who cares if uh, this is just what we like? And we make a shit ton of money. I mean, you don't it, so you don't cares? know that Rise Against doesn't feel that way. They're so grumpy. They're so grumpy. Maybe they just on. maybe they just they care more about society than their own music. But they don't do anything. Whereas about Dave Grohl just cares more just about partying about and having fun than society. And which was more fun? I mean, that's not not it's not bad or good or anything. It's, it's different. What has Rise Against done? Bitched about it in a song like Green Day. I, I think they. I think the Tim does stuff. He does stuff. No, I don't know. He's out there they, doing they stuff, do doing they, things. They do He's probably they picking up trash somewhere. Oh, real strong political move there, huh? Hey, trash hey. needs to get picked up. Who's gonna pick it up? 
that's why we hire people to do it Whoa. with our tax dollars. Anyway, um, let's move on. This will never you're, end because you'll never. So mad. I don't know why you're because so you'll mad. never because you'll never bow down and say that. Oh shit! <laughs> I've never bow one down bad and say that. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yeah, but saying that Rise like. Against is better is insane. It's when they're not. They're clearly not. I said the best Rise Against song is better than the best Foo Fighters song, but the worst Rise Against song <clears> is much worse than the worst Foo Fighters song. Good consistent, good consistency. Yeah. That's what Foo Fighters. If, is. if you're looking for safe music, then get the Foo Fighters. Who cares? It's still good. Who cares if it's safe or That's not? That's fine. If you want to, if you want to play it safe, just like betting. If, oh, you, if, you play it. You play it safe so fucking much. I never play it safe. What do I play you it safe to with? Blink, Blink, or Green Day are the safest fucking bands out there. And pop punk. You love pop punk. That's the safest I form of music. I haven't listened to any Blink to. in like almost two weeks. Okay, but overall, pop punk is the most safe music genre you can listen to. I it mean, is. there's so I don't know about that. I don't I don't know if I agree with that also because there's so much bad pop punk. But it's still safe. But even like the best best pop punk song is still. I mean, we're, most people would agree that that's it's still pretty stupid. <sighs> pop punk is just a more popular thing of liking than like new metal. People just make fun of you for liking new metal, but realistically, new metals. More You're the ar- only artistically sound. No, I'm not the only person that makes fun of you for <laughs> listening to Get Out of Here. If you want people to respect you, Tyler, you can't lie like that, okay? I'm not lying. Fucking guy. You're the only person I've known to make fun of me for liking new metal. People have made fun of me for liking corn, but not for liking new metal. Right, maybe I should have been specific. There's a difference. I'm sorry. For there liking is a corn. difference. But you like corn too after we did that whole episode. You'd love him now. I converted you into a corn. Uh, I definitely well. don't love that. Was, you definitely did not convert me. I still have not listened to corn since then. But you, you put them on playlists. Yeah. I mean, I there's one playlist I put them on. It's a new metal metal playlist. Oh, fuck. You're, you're insane. But you'll put on fucking, you'll put on Asking Alexandria. Because that makes sense. I don't think I have any Asking Alexandria on or playlist. Or Falling in Reverse. I have one Falling in Reverse song, yes. Got him. I knew it. I mean, to say that, just because you don't like a <laughs> band, like, I don't really like Falling in Reverse, but... To dismiss their entire catalog as bad, just because you don't like maybe like the image or the singer or the band, whatever it is, to to say like no song is is good, that's just that's just kind of silly. I haven't heard a Falling in Reverse song I've liked. Right. I mean, you don't listen to a lot of Falling in Reverse, but I don't. And what I've heard, I haven't liked. But is it possible that they have one song that you do like because you don't oh, like Rise Against possible. and you've heard this song and, and I like this song and it was a good song. Okay. I, hey, I didn't love it. I thought it was good. It was playlistable. Dude, so it's that's, good. That's just, that's just crazy. <laughs> I have no Foo Fighter songs on any playlist. Oh, that's bullshit. You probably you probably have Everlong, the acoustic version of Everlong. That's the, oh, that's the only song I'd probably put on a playlist. And oh, it would be a so, specific okay. acoustic so, playlist. Oh, actually, I, I did want to mention this, uh, this album that it came off of, In Your Honor, is a double album. And the first album is the rock stuff. And there's, the second album is uh, all acoustic. So there you go. And or it's either acoustic or like there's softer stuff. There you go. You might be interested in that. Or if anybody else is interested in that. Yeah, I really hate it. that song, Hero. Now that I, like, it's been stuck in my head now, it's so Why, that's a good song. Dumb. The drums are super catchy. <laughs> yeah, but you fucking sing it. You're singing it. You love it. <laughs> it's so good. Fuck that song. Stupid. Uh, I love the drums. The drums are like the most fun thing to, to air drum to. So what do we got here? What, you ready to move on? Yeah, I'm already bored with the Foo Fighters. Okay. 
Let's, I'm, and I've been bored with Rise Against for years. Um, so let's get into some new music and we'll wrap it up. Uh, no significant album releases came out this week, but some new songs. We got one from uh, The Bouncing Souls called World on Fire. Uh, what do you think of this one or should we play it? Um, I mean, I really don't care to play it, no. Do you care to play any of these songs? No. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Well, what do you think of this Bouncing Souls one? It was fine. I don't know. I'm not really. I haven't listened to Bouncy Souls in many weeks too. So, it, I don't know. It just it had like. I don't. Know, I don't know. It, it was. It was fine. It was just like their acoustic kind of. It was um, fine. Yeah. It just. It's. It's that that acoustic alt rock thing that they do sometimes. Yeah. That's what that song is. A lot of stuff from like uh, Hopeless Romantic, almost that type of sound, but not. It's fun. Fast and fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fine, though. It wasn't bad. No, not at all. Um, Green Day put out a new one called, uh, or they did a cover of the Blondie song, Dreaming. And uh, I thought it was good. It sounded sounded much better than their last record, that's for sure. Uh, You probably don't agree. (laughs) (laughs) You love that new record for some reason. I don't know why. It wasn't bad. The new record was was decent to good. No. Um, No. No, it was cool. It was, I liked it. I mean, it was it was different from the original. It was different from the Blondie one. But um, mm. I don't know. I, it was still fun. Yeah, it was cool, I guess. Yeah. So go check it out if you want to. Um, prog metal band Protest the Hero, band I've kind of been getting more into recently. Uh, they put out a new song called From the Sky, and it's a long song, um, but it's it's good. It has moments that are really great, but other moments that are just cheesy prog moments that I just I can't get behind sometimes, so... But overall, it was pretty solid. Solid song from them. Yeah, there wasn't really anything there for, for me to praise. Mm-hmm. Again, I mean, the, most these three new songs were definitely just okay. So uh, what we have next is I didn't even see this until today, so I haven't actually heard these next two. Mm. Uh, but Rivers, Rivers Cuomo, I assume, yeah. right? He did a cover of Good Riddance, the song, I assume, not the not of the band Good Riddance. Correct. Okay. How was this? It was cool. It was just um, I, I, they they postponed officially the Hella Mega Super Duper gnarly tour with Fall Out Boy and Green Day till next year, and so he released this acoustic cover of Time of Your Life um, by Green Day, and his wife is actually on the piano and she's playing like light piano in the background, and it's, and, uh, it's cool. Like it's it's just fun to see Rivers because he's like even still today he just he exudes this nerd. Right, like he, he embraces yeah. it constantly, and still today, even though he's not by any by any means a nerd anymore, if that's even like a term, a derogatory term for people. Yeah. But he he still he still plays on that. It's it's still fun. He's got that little stupid mustache that he that he has sometimes. And oh yeah, he's wearing an argyle vest, and it's just a really cool cover. It's very very fun. All right, should I play it or no? I mean, it's acoustic, so it sounds like "Time of Your Life" by Green Day. Yeah, there's not much difference to it. No, except that it's just not Billy Joe singing. Billy Joel. Okay, Billy Joel. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the next band we have here is a is a, a new favorite of ours on the pod, and it comes from Body Count. Uh, they put out a... I, I don't know what song they did because I haven't seen this video, but it's one of those quarantine videos I, I think that people have been doing, like Goldfinger have been doing it, and so many countless other bands have been doing it. It was point the finger. Was is that one of the new songs off the new record? Yeah. 
Okay. Was it, was it good? Was it cool? Yeah, it was really cool. It had like a little intro, but um, mm. where Ice T, Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice is talking just about like the tour and they canceled and everything, and then everybody else gets in on it and they're all playing. And they have the guy from Power Trip, the band Power Trip. Oh, yeah. I've heard His name's Riley Gale, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess there was some, there was some like, I don't want to say beef, but there was supposed to be like a boxing match between the singer of Trapped and Ice T. Like a like a celebrity fundraising boxing match between the two, but the quarantine kind of squashed that. I think I think there was like um I think the guy for the singer from Trapped had like a meltdown on Twitter about a month ago, and then everybody was just like getting on him, and then I think he threatened to fight people, and so maybe that's where that came from. Okay, but I, I have no idea. But yeah, it has nothing to do with that, I guess, but. I think he, they were trying to get the singer on to to guest vocal for the power trip dude's part, but they oh, couldn't get him okay. on. But it was a cool That'd song. Be cool if they I had. mean, it's basic body count can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Body count, body, body count, count, body count. <laughs> that's, the, that's like the oh. best thing they've ever done. It's so good. Oh, it's so bad. The I'm, I'm, I just had the video playing on my, uh, in the background right now, and the Ice T is wearing a an SMG sweater. Do you know what? Have you ever heard of the SMG guy? Uh, oh wait, no. Sex SMG. Guns? Oh, okay, never mind. I thought it was something else. There's this dude on YouTube, and he it's it's like his he has like a studio up in like Canada called SMG Studios or some shit like that. And but all he does is like he he's a producer and he just he breaks down a lot a lot of like production stuff, but he yells a lot. And he became known for like just yelling at how stupid people are, especially bass players. Like he hates bass players for some reason. <laughs> So I thought it was I thought it was a sweatshirt from that guy, but no, I I just saw where it said sex money and whatever guns. So never mind. Guns. Never mind. Body count. Um, body count. Body count. Somebody's cooking like hamburgers right now. It smells so good. Mm. Fuck. Somebody's barbecuing right now. Woo. All right. Well, that's it for the first uh, for the new music this week. Um, also, before because we're, we're before we get into the this next big part which i think is kind of going to be kind of big right now dropkick murphy's are live streaming um a show on may 29th at uh finley park and i guess bruce springsteen is going to be on one of the songs he's going to come and do one of be on one of the songs and and all that stuff so uh go check that out if you're interested on may 29th they're live streaming that show from finley park so that's it that's all um this last thing right here if you if you're not into video games or if you never grew up playing the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games and you when you're a kid or a teenager then you probably won't really care about this but they are remastering the first two Tony Hawk Pro Skater games and um sorry and um <laughs> I got a text and I was reading something uh so they're remastering or they're remaking the those first two games and a lot of people are concerned about the soundtrack and whether or not all the songs are going to be on it because the soundtrack is iconic and they did release the the track listing and a few of the songs have been omitted from this release. So you, I know you really wanted to talk about <coughs> this as well. Uh, so let's get right into it. Should we talk about the songs that are not going to be on, on it, I guess? Because there's only five of them. Right. So there's two two from the OG, from the original Tony Hawk's THPS 1, and there's three from THPS 2. The first one, Psycho Vision by Suicidal Tendencies, is not going to be on it, or Committed by Unsane. Now, I played the 64 version, mm-hmm. and the 64 version was very, very different than the PlayStation version in that it was edited. 
Yes. And so I don't even think I've I I ever. I mean, I know I've heard "Committed by Unsane," but I never heard that song when I was playing Tony Hawk's. I don't think it was even on that soundtrack. Hmm. I know the. I'm pretty sure the Vandals wasn't on the '64 version. No, the the Eurobard song. Yeah, that was not on there. That wasn't on it. Um, committed, committed might have not been on there either. I, I don't know because I I only played the the PlayStation One version, so I never. I I had all the songs when I played it, so I I knew, I knew all these songs front to back, and I remember. I'm fine with the committed song not being on there because I just even to this day I don't really like the song that much. Yeah, I it was to the it worst again. part of the soundtrack. It, not very fun. Yeah, and I remember when I would play it, I would once I heard it come on, I would immediately immediately hit retry to start the level over so I could play to a song I like. Okay, I would always skip the song every time it came on. I would skip it when I was playing. Maybe that's but why I left it, it off sixty four. That could be. Well, I wonder was the sixty four version released after the PS one? Um, I don't know that either, but also Jay was a race car driver was just an instrumental. That's weird too. Why yeah. would that just be an instrumental? Bizarre. And it was it's it not wasn't like the file would have been any bigger. It was not until like a decade later that I, I heard like that first opening. Like, oh fuck yeah, this is the Tony Hawk's song. And then he started singing. I said, what the hell? I had no idea there were lyrics to that until like <laughs> year, like a decade after. It was like a whole new song for me, though. It was nice. It was cool. Yeah. And then it's even better once you have the Les's voice on it. Yeah. Yeah. But Psycho Vision, Psycho Vision's a great song. I don't know how they didn't get the licensing for that. Like, was is Mike Muir really that big of an asshole and <laughs> said no to it? See, like, the thing he I just, wanted to, I was really curious about, because I, I, I tried Googling it, but I just, I didn't understand and I didn't get it. But if they've already got the license to the song to begin with, and they're not making a new game. They're just remastering an old game that is adding a little bit of things. Wouldn't it stand that they still own the license to that song? If they re-released the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, just straight up released it, a port for for the Switch or whatever it is, did yeah. nothing to it, would they well, still have the to, license for the song? Wouldn't you have to... I mean, I don't know much about trademarking or, or copyright law, but because don't you have to uh, trademark something every year? So maybe trademarking the Tony Hawk Pro Skater thing for 2020 or 20, yeah, 2020, they and doing that they would have to relicense everything. I don't know. See, that, I really don't know. Like that's what I would, I I wasn't clear on either because I there's no way there's no reason why if they've already obtained the license once, mm-hmm. it should you would st- think they'd be able to do it. It should stay in a reason that they have it forever. Yeah, you would think so. Maybe I don't know. Well, hopefully this time around, uh, the Vandals made some money off of this, or at least Josh Freeze made some money off of this, because he wrote that song Eurobarge, and apparently, from what he said, that he just he did a favor for Tony Hawk and pretty much just said, yeah, you could just put it in the game, not thinking he'd ever make any money off of it, and then, of course, the game blew up, and he missed out on a bunch of money, or the band missed out on a bunch of money. So hopefully this time they were able to negotiate some deal to where they made something, because he kind of screwed himself in the beginning, or back for, during the first game it's just it's it's crazy to think that a video game is more iconic for its soundtrack than it is the actual game but it's still iconic for the game too absolutely because people that would never even dream of, of skating or any kind of extreme sports play tony hawk i mean we're talking like musicians even play tony mm-hmm. hawk just to listen to the soundtrack and you could have put almost any game in there like it could have been fucking goat simulator or farm simulator with that soundtrack and everybody would have played it because it was so good but having a good game and like fantastic gameplay to back it up is just 
it's unfathomable. It's amazing. It's yeah. it's historic. But the game itself too was pretty was the first of its kind. There was nothing that played like Tony Hawk. It was perfect. I I remember the first time I played it, I was I was just I've never felt like that. There are very very few times I felt like that when playing a video game. Just absolutely blown away by it. It's crazy. Uh, especially at that time. And everybody got hooked on it. Everybody, there's not one person that I showed this game to that did not like it and yeah. did not love it. It's crazy. I still busted out probably like every once every like three or four months. I'll still, I'll still bust out the 64. It still holds up. It even does. To this day. It does. It still holds up. Because it's, it's, it's at the last time where like the graphics could be considered old school, like nostalgic yeah. old school. And personally, like the 64 is my favorite console like of all time. I love the 64. I love the controller setup. I like how it's mapped out. I think if you can't use a 64 controller, then you you're garbage. You you're, you're not a you're not a good gamer. <laughs> if if you can't like learn how to how to rotate your hand your left hand from the trigger to the left side where the D pad is, if you can't go back and forth like that, you not you ain't nothing to me. <laughs> They're the weirdest fucking controller of all time. Oh, Honestly, so good. It it's, it, it, that controller separates the men from the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell that to Ryan. He won't agree with you on that. Yeah, because he's a boy. <laughs> but for real, like Psychovision, dude, you got, oh, I, like not having, I don't really care about committed, but not having Psychovision for THPS1 is. Yeah, it's insane. Like that's the, thir- I think that's like the third best song on the album, on the soundtrack. Uh, yeah, it, I'd say, yeah, I'd say the third best, or maybe fourth best, because Goldfingers is number one, Always. then Eurobarge, but you never really got, you never knew Eurobarge, and then Jerry's a race car driver, and then Psychovision. You'd put, you'd put Jerry and Eurobarge over New Girl? Oh, I forgot about New Girl, holy shit, yeah, no, 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 okay, so never mind, I take it back, it's uh, Goldfinger, New Girl, and then Eurobarge, and then Psychovision. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, and then uh, Jerry, and then Psychovision. But it's hard because all the songs are fucking amazing. Totally forgot about New Girl. Wow. Okay, yeah, shit. I mean, like, realistically, Goldfinger's always going to be number one, but the next, like, four or five, they can rotate. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it wouldn't be too upsetting. No, not at all. I'm not mad at you for, for having the wrong ranking on this one. <laughs> um, but the, the songs omitted from the second game uh, include Bring the Noise by Anthrax and Public Enemy, which kind of sucks because that's a solid, solid, solid song. Um, B-Boy Document 99 by The High and Mighty. I don't really remember that song, but probably if I heard it, I would. Um, and then Out With the Old um, by Alley Life. That was a really cool song, so that sucks that that's out as well. That was a solid song. Yeah, it, it, that it really sucks that Bring the Noise isn't there because Bring the Noise is a new song kind of for us because we've both, in the past podcast, we've, we've gone over Anthrax a lot mm-hmm. and Public Enemy a lot. So that song kind of means more now than it did when I played the game. Yeah, even though I, li- I like the song a lot when I played it. But yeah, it definitely means something more now. So it, it, su- it sucks not to be able to relive like a childhood moment with a song that I've known since childhood, but have a newfound appreciation for. Yeah, definitely. So that sucks. <sighs> but other than that, I mean, they, they pretty much got everything else. And I know that I was reading somewhere when they released this soundtrack or when they revealed it, Goldfinger Superman on Spotify, that song spiked like 30, 40%. Makes sense. <laughs> Everybody got nostalgic. 
<laughs> totally makes sense. Ah, uh, that's a great song, man. Uh, truly a classic song from this from this generation, I should say. Just like th- th- thinking back to the original game, starting in Woodland Hills with the default Tony Hawk, dropping on that huge that yeah, huge drop, and we go down in the roll in yeah. and the half pipes there, and then and the you Superman jump over starts. the half pipe. Yeah. Ah, oh, just I just I'm imagining it in my mind. You hear the drum the drum roll going in, then you break through the glass, drop down in, and then you jump over the over the half pipe oh, in over the that room that glass room. But even oh, it's e- so good. But like even just standing there, just standing there looking down, because mm-hmm. it's almost like a hallway, and, and you see there's there's quarter pipes in the very back. There's a little bit of the half pipe on the right because because the half pipe, the left side of it is a little bit lower than the right side. If you're mm-hmm. going into it rather than coming out of it, but then as soon as it opens up and you see the whole like Woodland Hills area, you just it just it blows your mind. And then it like for a long time, I didn't even know that if you just turn around too, like when you start, there's a little quarter pipe there you can get some extra points yeah. at. Yep. So I remember how I'd always do that. I'd, I'd drop down in, jump over the half the the half pipe, and then gr- and then get up onto the that quarter pipe at the end of the room, and then grind it all the way around or as far as I could jump off that, go back up the hill, go up the quarter pipe, do a little trick, come back down, go back down the hill again. And then I have enough of the, my special to where I could, when I jump over the half pipe, I can do a backflip. And when I do the backflip, I, then I could land on the, the pipe or the edge right there on the far right corner. Yeah. And then you could start grinding on that. And then you go into your special grind. So it usually be like the dark slide with when I played as Jeff Rally, And then you do the dark slide as long as you can. And then you jump off and you get a shit ton of fucking points. That was like the classic move for me on that game. I still remember all the great. cheat codes too. I don't know if I remember that. I'd probably have to like look over them real quick and then I would immediately come back to me. I remember perfect balance, 10 times the points in slow motion. That was in the second game though, wasn't it? No, all in the first. Was it in the first? Yeah. I don't remember. It's been years since I played the game. Down, down, C up, C right, left. That's slow well, so motion. You had the C, maybe it was different for the 64 version. Cause I don't, cause we, I don't know if the PS One had that had that at all. Down right, up right, up left, see left. <laughs> down down, see up, see right, left, and then, yeah. Wow. The slow oh, motion was so fun. You could bust out nine hundreds like jumping off like fucking curbs. <laughs> so <laughs> crazy! It was so fun. Oh, that was a great game. Fantastic game. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Are you gonna get it? <sighs> oh hell yeah, I'm gonna get it. Fuck yeah! Why wouldn't I get it? That'd be stupid if I didn't get it. After all this talking about it, <laughs> raving about it, of course. It's just so cool how it was like revealed. Like Tony Hawk sent out a text to, I don't know, whoever the fuck was in his fan club or whoever it was, sent out a text saying, oh, big news coming up about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1. Is that really how it happened? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, man. Like, some, oh, like man, somebody on so Twitter cool. posted a text from Tony Hawk. That's cool. Yeah. It was just a fan? I don't, I, I don't know if it was a fan or if it was somebody in his fan club or it was, I, I, I don't know who that was, but... Yeah, it was a text. Ah, oh, exciting times, I guess, right? Yeah. Considering all the yeah. bullshit happening right now. This is great. I'm excited. <sighs> yeah, me too. So go check it out. I think it comes out in September. And um, I think that's it. You got anything else to say? No. You're all good. Nope, I'm all good. Okay. All right, well, this is Astonine Radio. Stay tuned for the main episode, the Mean Potatoes of the show, because we're getting into the Nirvana record in utero. We're also going to rank their albums, plus a couple more. Uh, so go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And that's it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs>